Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Nowhere Podcast, focusing on Maruba today with a good friend, Christian Best from PPD. Thanks hey, for joining us, mate. Oh, thanks for having me. No worries. How have you been? Busy the last couple of weeks. It's been great. Um, not much stock, so the buyers are out in force. Not much for them to look at, so we've been... Uh, we're on off our feet. Obviously, we still can't do open houses, which is all right. But no, it's been good. Been busy. Yeah, awesome. So you haven't been, yes, negatively affected by COVID too much? No, not at all. Not at all. We're not putting as many properties on the market at one time, which gives us more time to spend on those, you know, current listings, obviously. You can't be running between 10 or 15 houses these days, I don't think, unless you've got a, a team of six or seven. Um, but no, between the four of us in my team, we're finding five to six properties at a time is a sweet spot and we're being able to give everyone plenty of time. Yeah. Awesome. So it's really about time management. Yeah, it is. I mean, we're lucky our days on market, even before, before COVID our days on market were around nine and for the last five, six months, they're averaging about four to six days on market. So it's good. We're only putting five or six on at a time, but they're turning over every week, really. It's great. Yeah, well, doesn't give the, the buyers too, too long to act. Well, it gives them, well, no, it gives them plenty of time to act because the ones that are serious are usually ready to go in 48 hours. It, it just pretty much puts pressure on them to make a decision because if you give someone too much time, and I've seen this for years, they'll cool off. It happens all the time. You give too much time to think about something and they'll go from being very excited to a week later, potentially off it altogether. So it's just, it's about finding that sweet spot of, of timing with one or as many as possible that are ready to act. Yeah. Okay. So it's really about, I guess, finding those serious buyers that are ready to make a move and not procrastinate. Well, mate, to be honest, we, we already know most of them, you know, because it takes a, a buyer or to get to the stage of actually being ready to transact. Most of them need to look for three to four months. They will likely miss out on two, three, four or more properties. And by the time that we've met them over that three or four months, if we have something that's suitable for them, once they become an A buyer, as I refer to them in that category, then they don't need any more than 24, 48 hours to act if it's the right one. So, yeah. you know, of course, there's new, there's new buyers entering the market every day. However... I would say nine out of 10 times we're selling the houses to people we've known for two, three, four months. Yeah. And those people have had a long time to work out exactly what the property they want is. Yeah. And also to go through the process of actually, it, it may sound bad, but it's the truth. They need to go through the process of being burnt. What, what do you normal. mean exactly by that? Well, they need to go through the process of, you know, the first pro property they'll go in on, they'll make a, an offer and they won't go that hard for it. You know, the price guide or the what they feel where the feedback's been coming in, they'll just probably make one offer and they'll miss it because the other buyers that buy it have been around for longer and have been through the process and they're, they're a bit too timid. And then after a couple of months and after missing out on two, three or four, they realise that in the eastern suburbs and for good properties, you need to be, you need to be serious and you need to move quickly and be efficient which is, I guess, where your guys' role comes in. I've never seen more buyer's agents buying property this year than I, I have before. Uh, it feels like, within our business anyway, 
I reckon at least 25 to 30 percent of the properties we're selling, which is a lot, are being bought by buyers agents, and it could even be more than that. Yeah, wow. And what what do you think the main reason for that is? For the exact, as I just pointed out, a lot of them are sick of missing out. Three months of looking, four months of looking, they feel like they must need a competitive edge, um, and also access to stock. Obviously, the, the I've never seen it so low for such a long period of time in terms of stock levels, and obviously, I think buyers agents. The, the biggest thing, in my opinion, that they offer is obviously access to properties that a lot of other agents don't know about. Um, that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, look, most of them are, are decent negotiators, but to be honest, I think if the client finds the one they want and they want to go for it, they're going to go pretty hard. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Awesome. Um, I think it'd be good and I'd love to know uh, like a bit about yourself. How did you, you get into real estate yourself? I met, um, I actually got into university, um, not through my grades because they were horrible, but I was supposed to do advertising. And two days before I, sorry, two weeks before I left to go to university, I met John McGrath at a dinner party through a friend of mine's parents. I was still at school at the time, I was 17. And um, I ended up working with John as his personal assistant for two years, and which was amazing, taught me a lot. And I realized that I really enjoyed the industry. I liked the flexibility of it. Not that I had much back then, but I saw all the older agents and thought they seemed like they had uh, a lot of fun doing what they were doing and enjoyed it. But I just fell into it, mate. And then um, got started selling on my own in 2016. So this is my fifth year, but was involved in sales from pretty much the inception back in 2011. Yeah. Well, how did you find the transition from being an assistant to going out on your own? Oh, it was amazing. I, I wish more people did it sooner, mate. I think too many people play it safe, not prepared to take any risk. But I think it's, um, yeah, if you're going to do this, why would you work for someone else? That's how I see it. Yeah. I think the best things come coming outside your comfort zone for sure. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, oh, look, when I say that, I mean, not expecting anyone that's only been doing this for two or three years to think they can go straight into it. It took me again, like what, six years before I got to the stage where I felt I was ready to go out on my own, but there's probably, you know, plenty of people that are ready or have been ready for a long time, but they're just, again, they're stuck in that comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but no, the transition was great. I, I mean, I had it in my head from very early on that I didn't want to work for anyone. So as soon as I felt I was ready, I wanted to get out there. Yeah, sure. Where, whereabouts did you grow up? I grew up in Botany, near the airport. A lot of people don't know where Botany is, but yeah, right next to Sydney Airport, um, which was good. Very modest little tiny townhouse in a block of 36. Um, good area, very much up and coming now. I mean, my parents bought that in 1999 and I lived there for like 20 years or something. And um I reckon within two years of them selling, <laughs> the market shot off. Um, a lot of young families around that pocket now, a lot of freestanding houses and probably one of the one of the last suburbs in the east. I mean, I call it the east. A lot of people call it the southeast. Um, probably one of the last, sorry, about that. Uh, probably one of the last properties in the east or suburbs in the east that you can buy a freestanding house for 
you know, circa or under $2 million. Yeah, wow. Okay. So you get a lot more for your money over there. Yeah, definitely. But I, I don't know how much longer that will be the case. Sure. All right. Well, that, that gives us a nice background information about yourself. Let's talk about Maruba. What, I guess, drew you to, to focus on Maruba's patch? Funnily enough, actually, it was, uh, it was 2014 and I was in the office. I worked at McGrath back then and um, I was in the office with Tommy Heath and we were chatting um, about like future growth suburbs. And at this time I wasn't working on my own. Um, and I said, what, do, you know, what do you think's a great area? And he'd been doing it for a fair bit longer than I had. So I trusted his opinion. And he said, I think Maroubra in the next five years and plus could be a really good good marketplace. And um, I looked into it. There was a couple of agents there, but there was no real one dominant agent I, I could see. Um, and I loved the fact that it was close to the beach. Not that I'm much of a beach person myself. I'm scared of sharks and I don't like sand. All my mates laugh at me <laughs> for that, but it's the truth. Um, I mean, I love being around the beach just not in it um but there's that lifestyle there is amazing and i wanted to focus on an area that i felt well it's a, it's a big area by the way there's six and a half thousand houses in maroubra alone um and there's good turnover so that was important and i wanted to be working in an area that when i was in the peak of my career in 15 20 years from that point in time that i wanted to be selling four five six seven million dollar houses and i think that it's probably going to reach that far sooner than I expected. Yes, it's incredible how how it's changed in such a short amount of time, right? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. What would you say is the, the biggest draw for people to move to a place like Maroubra? So it's probably the last suburb on the water or that has a really popular beach or nice beach that hasn't got an average sale price above $5 million for a house. <laughs> I mean, like Bronte's blown out of the water. Clovelly's gone crazy. Tamarama's gone. Coogee's, you know, again, you're looking at minimum for a nicely renovated semi anywhere near the beach in Coogee. You're looking at four and a half plus. So I think Maroubra is really the last option or within reason. I mean, you've got, you've got Malabar, which is gorgeous. You've got Little Bay, which I also love. And they're big emerging markets as well. But Maroubra is still so close to transport, shops, universities, the city. Like, I sell a lot of homes to people moving from Dover Heights, Bellevue Hill, Vaucluse, Rose Bay, North Bondi. And they don't realise till they're actually living here how much more central it is than those areas. Um, and the block sizes are incredible and the lifestyle. I mean, there's so many families, like it's all families. There's so many properties that I will, I will sell and I'll be speaking to the vendor and it comes up so much that they say how much they reckon they're going to miss the neighbors and, and the street. I don't know. It's just really, it's a really great place to be. And those that will end up buying here, um, very rarely ever leave they often just upsize within the suburb they go from apartments to semis to semis to houses from houses to waterfronts like that's obviously a 10-year progression but we see it all the time i've sold people semis that have then gone into freestanders and then from now freestanders getting you know tripling their money in eight years 
are now buying beautiful stuff near the water. And that's where they so want sounds, to settle down. Sounds like it's got quite a good community feel to it then. Big time. And everyone knows everyone. It's crazy. Like just how the how connected the community is, which is great for, I guess, great for us as, as agents. I mean, if you do the right thing by people, it, so the, the good word seems to spread really quickly, which is nice. Nice. Everyone knows Westy then. <laughs> Not yet, mate. Give it. A couple of more years. A couple more years. I think um, if I... You if I carry on? No, I was, was going to say, if I if I did letterbox drops, maybe people would know about me, but I don't like that kind of stuff. <laughs> you just get Tom Sandy to do it for you. <laughs> he's, mate, he, he's, too, he's, he's too overqualified for that. He's a good man. Um, all right, and... You mentioned there's quite a lot of young families, obviously, in the area. Where no. where would be the, the best schools to go to in the catchment? So, mate, we actually, in Maroubra, two of the top – I actually looked this up only a couple of weeks ago. Like, I had an idea, but I just wanted to know exactly where they sat. But um, Mount Sinai, which is a great school, and a lot of people relocating to Maroubra to get close to Mount Sinai, and also the French school. Those two alone are in the top 10 schools in the state. Yeah, wow. Yeah, number seven and number eight. Um, and they're just in, like, really, they're a huge driving force for a lot of families that are buying in that area is just to be near those schools. Um, you know, as I said, people from Rose Bay, North Bondi, Bellevue Hill, Vaucluse, that children attend those schools and just to make the commute that much easier and for the lifestyle, they're moving to Maroubra. Yeah, we literally brought for a French couple a few weeks ago in Maroubra, so they were next to the yeah. French school. Mate, there you go. No, it's becoming so popular. I just saw for this gorgeous family in Rose Bay. They had a, a beautiful semi, and, um, you know, for the price that they sold that for, they pretty much bought an amazing freestanding house on double the land size um, with so much potential, and they're just over the moon, you know. to a, And that's the thing. Like, to a local buyer, the property that they purchased would seem of, you know, pretty high value. But to someone from outside Maroubra, it just seems like an amazing value. Now, they bought this one off market. It wasn't through us. We would have made them pay a little bit more. <laughs> but, um, you know, you can tell the people that are coming from outside Maroubra just still think it's so undervalued. And I believe it is too. Even with the prices we're now seeing, I still think it's got such a long way to go. For sure. You're literally, what would you say, 20, 30-minute drive from Bondi, if that, and you're paying... Depends, depends who's driving. <laughs> you, no, you're, 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 you'd be there in 10 minutes. Yeah, nine, nine minutes. Um, no, it's, 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 it's a good... It's probably 18 minutes. Yeah, 18 what, minutes from Bondi. What would the average land size be? Average land for size a for a house. Yeah, freestanding house in Maroubra, average... You're probably looking at four fifteen, four thirty on average, um, but there's kind of four different pockets to Maroubra. Um, in some pockets, your average is going to be five hundred. Then, like the Alma, Boyce, Gale Road, Story Street pocket, they all sit between three hundred and three hundred and fifty square meters. So there's it's different, but I would say on average, you're probably looking in the early to mid four hundred square meters. What are the other two pockets? The other two pockets, so your Lurline Bay, um, there. That's pretty much where everybody wants to be. 
Um, they're all they're most of those properties are positioned on between 480 and 650 square meters. Uh, most of them with water views. They've gone up, I would say, 50% in the last 18 months in value. Um, no, really, it's amazing. There was stuff that was selling literally almost two years ago for three and a half, which is now going for six and a half plus. It's crazy. Insane. What is the record for? What is the, the record for Mubra? Circa 13.8 million on Mermaid Avenue, uh, which sold at the very beginning of this year, is the record currently. Wow, that's huge. And what yeah. land size was that on? That was on six, just over 600 square meters. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So there's um, and is there many apartments to choose from as well? A lot of there's actually almost as many, or if not, maybe probably a bit more now. Um, there's just over six and a half thousand apartments in Maribra as well. So yeah. wow. six and a half thousand apartments, six and a half thousand houses, give or take. They've obviously built a few more apartments in the last couple of years, but um, no, there's a lot of a lot of dwellings in Maribra. So yeah, you've got your fair fair choice of apartments as well. Um, obviously, Maribra Junction. Um, there's a lot of apartments that were built between the 1980s, 1990s up to up to now, and then all the lower lower rise low rise apartments around Maribra Beach. They're all they're, that's the place to be. Um, they're lovely, like small blocks of four, six, or eight, up to twelve. Um, built well back when they were in the 70s. Um, double brick, a lot of them unrenovated still with huge potential. Um, one of your colleagues, Jack, has a couple around there, I think, or one. Um, but a great, a great area to have bought in, even now, but especially a couple of years ago. Some amazing. And would you say the majority of places are owned by owner-occupied, or would you say they're investors? Good question. Houses definitely majority owner-occupied throughout the whole of Maroubra. Um, Apartments in Maruba Junction, I'd say majority would be investors, so rented out or leased out. Um, and Maruba Beach more so, I'd say, sways in the direction like those Maruba Beach apartments. Probably, if I had to guess, 60, 65% um, tenanted and the rest owner-occupied. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's, that's given us some really good insights to Maruba. Thank you very much for that. Just that's before right, we wrap mate. up. Just before we wrap up, what do you see the future of Maroubra? I personally think it's going to be the next Bronte. I think um, once, you know what, I, I know it's going to happen and I can't wait. All right, Justin Hems needs to open something down on Maroubra Beach and it will, uh, look, it could be five, ten years away, but I think it's going to be, it will be the place to be. You'll be living there in, in Mermaid Island. <laughs> I don't know about mermaid, um, but no, definitely somewhere around there. I'd like to like to live. Yeah, one day. Awesome. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for for coming on. I really appreciate. No, your time. that's okay. Thank you, mate. Bye bye. Yeah.